Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Men Focus. That's a discussion group. We want to welcome you to join in. And to give your opinion and talk to us about whatever the topic is. On Saturdays, you can find us on KKLA.com or 99.5 FM. And that's at 11.30 p.m. on Saturdays. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. The Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness, with singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. We're going to go on into the word of God tonight. Again, I want to thank you for joining us on this online service, you know, you can find um, Inside the Pages on iHeartRadio, um, Apple Play, Amazon, you know, just to name a few. Uh, this is the 12th day of July 2022, and certainly we thank God for his grace and mercy. Listen, if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us. Come grow with us and bless the Lord, allow God to be God. You know, that's, that's what we have to do. Allow the Lord to be who he is in our lives. October is fastly approaching and the Lord say the same, we'll, we'll reach October 6th, 7th and 9th. And this is our leadership conference. Just wanna put this out there now. They'll be teaching during that time, as well as the ordination service on Sunday, those that are receiving licenses. And so um, that's October 6th, 7th and the 9th. Uh, now, we're in the book of Genesis. And so um, we're touching on what is referred to as the law of particularization, that moving from general to the particular, um, 
and three areas are of concern and that is the universe earth and man and we're touching the creation um, and a principal person or the principal person uh, of cosmological the cause of all things and the uh, teleological the designing mind behind it all is god himself now just bear with me i solicit your prayers i'm i'm somewhat a little hoarse and but i, I did not want to miss um bible class tonight so we won't be long but i really we last tuesday we were traveling and had a wonderful time going to see um family and and friends and you know but today i'm a little hoarse and so um you know so i solicit your prayers i solicit your prayers you know and so i heard i was listening to a song and the song sounded really nice it sounded really good and Towards the end of the song, uh, I heard them say in this particular musical recording that the church is no longer necessary. And I, it's not, they're not the first person I've heard say that. I've heard well-known preachers that, you know, that are accountable uh, to others. We're all accountable for what we say and what we don't say and what we do. The Bible tells us that we're going to give an account one day for the deeds done in this body. But I've heard well-known preachers also express the church is not necessary. My question is, when did God change? When did he change? I need to understand, when did the Lord change? Hmm. I, I didn't get that memo. I didn't read it in the scripture that, that it was not necessary. Matter of fact, Jesus told Peter that the church was a place of safety, a fortress. Now he, he said, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell cannot overcome it. The gates of hell cannot succeed against it. The gates of hell will not conquer it. No. So the church is a, a safe place. It, it matter, the Lord said, the, the Bible said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and they are safe. So I didn't get that memo. There's a lot of uh, things that are being said that don't line up with the word of God. And you, you want to walk with awareness of that. It may sound good. And because you have a, a bunch of people saying, amen, some, you know, let me just go here with it. And someone might be up preaching and in the middle of their sermon, they, they could be talking about how they went to McDonald's, ordered some French fries and, and got a milkshake and got a cheeseburger and people are not listening, but yet they're constantly saying amen because they're doing it out of habit and it sounded good. Your soul salvation is based upon the word of God. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. So to be clear, the church is necessary. If the church is not necessary, then I, I, I'm going to say the ark in which eight souls were saved in was not necessary either. Uh, I guess we would have to ask the people that didn't get into the ark did they find that it was unnecessary? 
The church is necessary. God sets an order. He set a precedence. And this new wave of revelation that people have, uh, Paul said, if the if a angel come from heaven preaching another doctrine, let it be a curse. So you got a lot of people out there that are saying things that, well, you heard what I just said, let it be a curse. It's not right. And so be careful, guard your heart. Stick with what the word of God is saying. Those that say the New Testament uh, overrules the Old Testament, you, you need to understand something. Those that are reading and preaching the word are preaching it from the Old Testament. They're preaching grace from the Old Testament. They're preaching mercy from the Old Testament. They are preaching salvation from the Old Testament. Well, Genesis. Let's go into the book of Genesis. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your love and mercy on this day. Lord God, certainly thank and praise you for your kindness and how you have kept us throughout this day. Let's pray and ask, Lord God, that you would continue to lead us and guide us, direct our path, Lord God. Help us. Help us to live saved. Help us to do what is right. Help us, Lord God, to uh, to be walking obedience. You said in your word, obedience is better than sacrifice. Lord, so thank you. Lord God, thank you. Lord Jesus, as we look into your word this evening, just pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help us to, Lord Jesus, to walk with understanding, a better understanding. Lord God, bless your word to govern our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis, the second chapter, Beginning at the seventh verse, I'm going to read verse seven through 15. It says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it parted and became um, into four heads. The name of the first is Pishon, uh, that is, which passes the whole land of Havilah, and there's gold, there's gold in Havilah. And the gold of the land is good, so it's not something that you would just walk by and ignore. And they had some serious uh, treasure there. They also had uh, Dillium and, and Ox Stone. And the name of the second river is uh, Gihon, Gihon. The same is it that compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. The whole land of Ethiopia was, had this river flowing through it. The name of the third river is Hedekel, which is it with goeth toward the, the east of the Assyria and the fourth river is Euphrates. 
And the Lord took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And I also want to read John, the 20th chapter, beginning at verse 21 to 22. It says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. As a thought which you may have already heard, and that is breathe on me again. Lord, I want you to breathe on me. I don't want to go throughout this day without God's breath. I don't want to go if the Lord tarry into tomorrow without his breath. Lord, breathe on me again. There's something comforting about that. One, we know that man did not live with the conscious awareness. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. The origin of man is no secret, as some might think it is. Ecclesiastes 3 and 20 says, all go into one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to the dust again. The man and woman were, the man was merely a lump of clay when God created him. He was just laying there, just a pile of dust, dirt that God had formed. There was no conscious awareness. Again, you know, people make up stuff and it sounds good when they make it up, but, you know, let's stick to what God is saying. Um, I heard someone say that Adam was laying there and, and he was looking up at the Lord saying, Lord, touch me and, and all of this stuff. No, Adam was not, had no conscious awareness. He was just there until the Lord breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then and only then man became a living soul. Conscious awareness was existing. Everything that he needed to supply and for his life, his livelihood, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, in that moment existed in the breath of God. Now, I have experienced the unfortunate and painful event of death, meaning that um, when my father passed, I was there by his side and I saw the breath uh, when he transitioned, the breath that left his body and all the conscious awareness of his presence departed. Up to that moment, he was there, he was consciously present, but in that moment where he transitioned, everything left and stepped out of time into eternity. Now, prior to his demise, he had breath and he had free will to do as he pleased. He could serve the Lord or he could not serve him. We have breath in our bodies. We can serve the Lord or not serve him. I'm choosing to serve him. I heard Joshua say, say, choose you this day. And I made a conscious decision that I'm going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, this temple that I'm in, I'm going to serve the Lord in spite of, I don't understand everything. 
you don't understand everything, but that don't stop us from serving the Lord. We can still serve him with our whole heart. And the Lord wants wants more than just our hearts. He wants our mind, our body, our soul. Uh, you'll find that in Deuteronomy. Ezekiel 18 and 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Ezekiel 20 11 says, And I give them my statutes, and I show them my judgments, which if a man do them, he shall live in them. So see, there is a choice that we make. Either we sin and we reap the rewards of that sin, or we live by the statue that God has established, and then we obtain eternal life. Our decision decides the eternal outcome for each of us. What we decide to do is see, so your salvation is in your hands. Yes, Christ already died for us. He died for the ungodly, you know, but the, the final decision of where you spend eternity is up to you based upon what you do. Dave verse says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Now God prepared a place for Adam, just as he has prepared a place for you and I. Now, don't think he hasn't. The Lord has prepared a place for us. And here in 2022, a place has been prepared for the generation of those that seek him. John 14 and 1 through 4 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know the way. Jesus told one on to tell them that I am the way, the truth, and the light. So the only way that you can get to the place where God has for you now is to go through Jesus Christ. We must go through him and we must abide by his word. God prepared a place for Adam and placed him there. You and I must walk the path that will take us there. No one is just going to run up. <laughs> no one's just going to run up to the gates, as so many people have said comically and different things. They're going to run up to the gate and they're going to talk to, uh, to to Peter and see if their name is written in the Book of Life and all that. That's that's not true. When they go when they get to heaven, they're going to see their mother and they're going to see their father and you know their loved ones, and that's not true. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about the rewards that we receive and in a glorified state. If you're not in a glorified state, you're not going to be there. You can't obtain the place. You must be in a glorified state. And that means that you must occupy that space now. The ninth verse says, and out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God planted a garden and he planted trees. He caused trees to grow. And Adam, you can eat from every tree. Mm -hmm. There was no restriction on the trees that was available with the exception of the one that we all are aware of. 
Adam, you can eat from every tree. Look at this one. It's good. Look at that one. It's just excellent for food. Look at that. That looks scrumptious. Look at that tree over there. Man, man, go ahead. Go ahead and help yourself. There was some good stuff on, on the trees. Why is it that we ignore the good for the bad? Now, the Apostle Paul reiterates Ezekiel 18 and 4. He reiterates it in Romans. He said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's Romans 6 and 23. <coughs> Excuse me. The aqua here. If you're going to make it, if you're going to make it, then you must uh, learn to uh, to despise, to hate evil. Mm -hmm. Amos 5 and 15 says, hate the evil and love the good and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God is of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Jacob. Now, you need grace today. We need grace right now. Grace is available. Grace is something that is for the living. Grace is not for the dead. And I want you to think about that. There are people that, that think that when I leave here, I'm going to find grace. I'm going to, God's going to have mercy on me. No, this is the time that God has grace. This is the time that the Lord has mercy on us. Now, remember there were rivers that um, that the Lord God established. He established some rivers there. Uh, the uh, Pishon and uh, Gion and, and Etikel and, and Euphrates, you know. And so the garden had a source to provide them, to provide nutrients. There was a source to provide everything that was needed for the garden. So the, the and the Lord took the man, took Adam, and put him there in the garden to dress it. Now God supplied everything that was needed. Now what He did not do was dress it Himself. That was Adam's job. That I hope you're thinking. I hope you got the thinking caps on. The Lord has supplied everything that we need. Now there's a responsibility for us to carry out too. Psalm 68 and 18 says, blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Today, when you woke up, there was benefits. Just like when the Lord placed Adam in the garden. There was benefits already there. He had to dress it. He had to look at it and he had to work with it. Well, the Lord has loaded us with benefits and we need to look at it. And we need to walk with a conscious awareness that God has given us what we need for today. It might not look like it. You might be dealing with some things. But you're not dealing with things every day. If you if you live godly, you're gonna you're gonna deal with some stuff. The Bible says if you live godly, you're gonna suffer persecution. 
That's not every day. That's sometimes. And that is for godliness, not, not because you wanted to go out and do something that you knew you had no business doing. We're not even going to talk about the fact that, <clears throat> that, you know, people, people have grabbed hold to that. Uh, he's the God of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chances. That's only if he, if he's desired to do that. The Bible said he'll have mercy on whom he will. So it don't mean that when you step out the will of God that you're going to have mercy all of a sudden when you come back, you better get it right. Hello, somebody. Listen, Adam had all that he needed because the Lord provided it. We have what we need because the Lord has provided it. He provided it. And so with that being said, let's look at the benefits that God has given us. Let's take advantage of it. So you got to spend some time praying, Lord, how do I see the benefits that you have set aside for me? How do I recognize them? Yeah, I know we don't talk about this too much. The benefits are there because the word of God says that he daily loadeth us with benefits. So the benefits are there. How do we see what God has for us in this day? Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. My prayer, and, and I, I hope you're praying the same thing as, as Jesus told them again. He said, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Lord, breathe on me. Breathe on me again. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I don't have the Holy Ghost. Lord, breathe until it's not when he became a living soul. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to go too far in this because I don't have the strength to do it tonight. But man became a living soul. Man did not have blood running through his veins. When he, be, when he took on life because of the, the spirit of the Lord that entered in through his nostrils. And nope, he didn't have it. We'll talk about that another time. And so with that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson telling you to be blessed. Continue to pray for us. You know, just wanted to get that out. You know, and again, if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, you know, then want you to join in with us and and serving the Lord certainly God is good to us and uh, worthy of praise and honor mighty God bless your name Jesus bless your name Lord father we thank you Lord for this short exhortation of your word and just pray and ask that you bless those that are listening Lord God those that will be listening later Lord Jesus that you bless them to live according to thy will live according to thy word in Jesus' name.